1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 7. We're just going to pull one verse from there as we begin our, our lesson here this morning. And the Lord is uh, speaking here, said unto Samuel, and this is as Samuel the prophet is coming to anoint a new king of Israel, a young man who would not yet at this time be, uh, walk right into this, this role of a king, but the Lord was shifting the direction of the leadership, and, and he leads the prophet to this family of Jesse, and he asks Jesse to come and bring all of your sons before me. And as he begins to do this, Jesse brings from the oldest, and uh, he has seven sons, that he begins to parade before the prophet, and none of them fit the bill according to what God is speaking to Samuel. And then God says this to Samuel, he says, look not on his countenance, or the Lord seeth not as man seeth. God doesn't, he doesn't look the same way that we look at, at people. He's not looking on the outward appearance, but rather he says, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord, he looks on the heart. God, he can see right through every bit of facade, he can see right through every uh, everything that we would put on the outward appearance, and he looks on the inward part of man, and that is what the Lord is able to see, and the Lord is able to discern, and uh, we want to just talk for a little while here this morning in our Sunday school lesson about holy hearts. Been in this series last couple of weeks, uh, labeled Inside Out, and the Lord, amen, I'm thankful for salvation, I'm thankful that the Lord, He died on a cross, and He gave me an opportunity. He didn't, uh, he, he didn't expect for me to stay where I was, but He expected for me to come out and to live a new lifestyle to live a new life. And this is all about the lifestyle of a believer. The lifestyle of a believer is one that's different from the inside out. It's been changed. It's been renewed. You see, the fact is that every single one of us, every single one of us was born into sin. We were all born into sin. We all had a sinful nature about us. You was you, you were never taught to sin. You didn't have you didn't have to be taught to sin. I never I never taught my my kids. I never taught my children. Uh, you know, if you want to get away with something, then go and uh, you know go and do whatever you want, and then and come and tell tell a lie to get out of. The consequences. I never had to tell them that, but yet they seem to do that as part of the nature of of mankind, as part of the nature of of humans. That uh, that there is a sinful nature about us. In fact, it tells us in in Genesis chapter eight, Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty one. This is just following the flood, and God had just wiped out nearly all of. All of creation, all of everything that he had created, and then we had seen the sinfulness of man kind of overtake the the population 
of the world. And, and so the Lord, he, he's, he just kind of wants a do-over. He almost uh, did a complete do-over, but we found grace in the eyes of Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, and so we see Noah and his family were saved. It says that the Lord, he smelled a sweet savor. This is following the worship, this altar that Noah had constructed. And he began to worship the Lord. And the Lord, he said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. That there is a reality of mankind that from the time that Adam and Eve sinned, there was a, a, a brokenness that took place in, in the heart of man that can only, it can only be redeemed. That, that brokenness can only be fixed by a sacrifice that would be of a perfect man. That would be Jesus Christ. But when we are first born, there was from our very youth, our very youthful days, it says that the imaginations of man's heart is evil. The psalmist, he said it this way. Psalm chapter 51. He said, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. It's the, the sinfulness isn't, isn't what God desires. God desires honesty. God desires a, 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 a wholeness, a completeness. But, but all of us were born with heathen hearts or with sinful hearts, with a sinful nature in us. But, but that's not how God wants to leave you. I've, I've heard it said before of, of people that are like, I, I was just born this way. I can't help myself. And yeah, you were born that way, but here's the thing. God came to save you from the way that you were born, from the way that you came into this world, that sinful nature, that that heathen heart doesn't have to remain a heathen heart. When we're talking about the heart, we're talking about the desires of your of your yourself, your 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 sinful desires, the lust, this this desire for things that are against God. And yet you were born that way, but God, He didn't want to He didn't want to leave you that way. And so he gave us this opportunity to be born again. You could be born again. And it tells us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 through 10, it tells us what it's like once you have been born again. Because this is a whole new reality that you're no longer living under the same compulsion to sin that you were from when you were first born. But now it says everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. There is no sin in Him. Anyone who continues to live in Him will not sin. If you have been born again and you live in Jesus Christ, then it says you do not have to have this compulsion to sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know Him or understand who He is. Dear children... Don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ 
is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. We're talking about this, this turning away from a heathen heart to a holy heart. Because those who have been born into God's family, okay, we're talking about this is a born again, a born again experience. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Because God's life is now in them. And so they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are the children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. See, born-again Christians, they ought to stand out from, from this world as this beacon of righteousness. A born-again Christian, if you have been born again, if you have experienced what this is talking about here in 1 John, where it says that if you have been born into God's family, then you shouldn't practice sinning any longer. There ought to be a change. There ought to be a transformation from the old desires, the old heart, into a new heart and new desires that you would have. And, and now, when you didn't used to be dependable, now you're dependable. When you didn't used to be honest, now you live a life of honesty. When you used to not have any integrity, now you have integrity. So there's something about this born again experience that when you, part of this experience is that you are filled with the very spirit of God. Amen. Anybody in here been filled with the spirit of God? Amen. If you've been filled with that very precious gift of the Holy Ghost here today, then you have the very Spirit of God in you. And when you receive that Spirit, when you have that Spirit in you, there are certain fruits that come out. There are certain, there's, there's, there, it bears fruit inside of you or, or that would come out of you. And that is what ought to be present in your life as a born again Christian, as somebody who is a a believer, there, we ought to see the fruit of that spirit that's inside of you in your lifestyle. And so we're going to talk about just a couple of these aspects. We could, we could delve into dip many, many different areas of inward holiness, of inward areas that, that God would want to transform in, in us. But I just want to focus on uh, just a couple of them today. We're going to begin here in Psalm chapter 24. Verses 3 and 4, where it's speaking on this subject of honesty. Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. It says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in this holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. That, that, nor sworn deceitful. That's talking about somebody who lives their life out of lies. Somebody who, who makes a practice of lying. Who's not honest. Now, he says you, if you, uh, if you want to ascend into the hill of the Lord, we're talking about who is going to spend eternity with God. Who is going to make it to heaven? Who shall stand in this holy place? Who is going to be there in the very presence of God? 
after you have passed from this life. He says it's those included in this is those who have not sworn deceitfully. Those who are not liars. Those who live a life of honesty. See, honesty is an inward commitment of our hearts to seek truth. It's this um, ability to communicate truthfully. To not give place to dishonesty in any form of our life. See, honesty is is this thing that um, we ought to, as, as Christians, be able to operate in this world in such a way that even when the outcome is not beneficial, you don't try to twist the facts or twist something to get your way. Because a, a, a commitment to honesty requires that we value truth more than the benefits that come from deceiving others. And we're, we're talking about holy hearts. There's, there's an inward holiness that God is, is calling us to. And man, I, I feel, I've been feeling something in the spirit about, about where God is trying to take us. But they, He can't, He can never take us there until we begin to get into a place where He has called us to be as far as a holy people, a people that have, have, are reflecting His nature and His, reflecting who He is, His holiness. Honesty is part of this. Honesty is part of this commitment and this this um, this identity of a Christian. A Christian should not be somebody who goes and they lie on their tax forms, or would go and try to make some kind of a a financial gain out of dishonest means. A Christian is not a person who would go and they would lie in order to get ahead on their job. A, a Christian is, is not a person who would try to, um, who, who would try to, uh, twist facts in order for, for what, uh, whatever it is that they're trying to gain, um, to take place. In fact, there are so many so many places in uh, in the Old Testament we, uh, where where it speaks about this trying to get ahead out of lying and how how much God hates that it, it speaks of it here in this one place in Proverbs chapter twenty verse twenty three it says divers weights are an abomination to the Lord dishonest scales are not good well that, that seems like such an arbitrary thing but but this is speaking to the a heart issue is what it's speaking to. A heart issue. And it, this isn't the only place. There's, there's many uh, scriptures in, in the Old Testament where it's, it speaks about this um, being honest in, in your daily business. It, it's getting into your, your life. It's getting into the place where you live. And, and here it's saying, if you go and you're walking to the marketplace and how they would... Uh, how they would um, operate in their uh, in their day was they had scales and they would go to the marketplace they would weigh things and and you would sell sell things to the market you could get uh, you know the, the money back for whatever it is that you're selling to them but but if you are there and and you are 
trying to, to deceive the one that you're selling this to by, by somehow adding to that scale deceitfully, God says dishonest scales are not good. If you are the one who's at the marketplace and you have set this in some way so that you are ripping people off, that is not good. In fact, he says it's an abomination to the Lord. God hates dishonesty. See, we ought to be the most honest people walking the face of this planet Earth. Christians ought to be honest people. Amen. This is a matter of holiness. This is a matter, matter of having a holy heart. We have, we see, uh, another, another, uh, thing that is closely attached or closely, uh, uh, similar to this, this matter of honesty and that is integrity or integrity. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 through 12. We see this, the story of this young man named Joseph, who, if you know his story, had been sold into slavery by his, by his brothers. He finds himself here in the house of Potiphar and had been blessed by God at, um, risen to to be a the head of the household there in in Egypt and it says that it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said lie with me okay just because you're living for God doesn't mean that temptation won't come your way just because you have a transformed heart and been born again doesn't mean that temptation will not come your way. In fact, it's, it, I promise you it will come your way. But here's the thing. How are you going to live your life? Will you live your life with integrity or will you live your life just going off of the emotion of the moment? Thinking, well, nobody else is going to know about this. It's only me. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but let's continue here. But he refused. And now here's, here's kind of the amazing thing with this, that Joseph didn't have the Ten Commandments to go off of. That the Ten Commandments hadn't been given yet. Moses, those were given to Moses. Moses comes long after Joseph. And so... He's not doing this because there was some law that God had written out in stone that said, thou shalt not commit adultery. He's doing this out of the integrity of his heart, out of his love for God, out of he knew what was right and what was wrong. There was still conscience, and every one of us has conscience. Every one of us knows right from wrong. And there's, there's a certain level of integrity that, that this young man Joseph had. It says that when his master's wife, when Potiphar's wife comes and she, she sees, this is a young man that, um, he, you know, I, I don't kind of want to, kind of want to sleep with him. But when she starts to put the moves on, it says that he refused, and he said to his master's wife, behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he hath to my hand. So he's, he's explaining to her, he's like, no, 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 I, I don't want to mess this up. 
I've, I've been blessed by God. I've been blessed by your husband. He's, he has, he has put me in this position where, uh, I, I have just about anything. He says, there's none greater in this house than, than me. And he's, he's neither hath he kept back anything from me except for you. I have control over this house, over anything except for you. We, th- this is off limits. You know that. I know that. What you're asking me to do is off limits. Because you're his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Now, this is the very first rule of integrity that I, I want to mention is that sin no matter if it's against a brother, a sister, somebody else, no matter who, who the sin or the, this, this infraction, who, but this would be really a, a sin against Potiphar and his marriage. This would be coming in and, and, and it's, it's a sin against them. But first of all, this rule of, of integrity is that first of all, any sin is against God. It's a sin against his master, but first, it's a sin against God. And so he says, how can I do this thing, this great wickedness that you're asking me to do and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. She continues pressing this matter, and it came to pass about this time that Joseph he went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand, and he fled, and he got him out. See, integrity is this idea of, of it's a matter of doing what is right, no matter who sees or doesn't see. That's what integrity is all about. It doesn't matter who's around. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if there's, there's, uh, people that you know. It doesn't matter if it's your family that's there that's, that's gonna know the things that you did. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's just you that's there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who is around. God sees and integrity is about doing what is right. No matter if anybody else sees or not. Because I'm in covenant relationship with God. See, no matter who pressures, pressures you, no matter who promises you influence, no matter what kind of popularity they're promising or what kind of acceptance, we ought to hold tight to our integrity. Integrity is this gift from God that the world can never take it away. You have to give it away. The world can't take your integrity. You have to give your integrity away. And so... And so this, this matter of holiness is, is, uh, is this, this is such a, uh, an important matter of holiness because, because it deals with the, most often the things that take place in private. Most often these matters of integrity are things that take place in private. It's, it's not all, most often tested in the public arena of life, but rather the time when it's just you. It's just you and another person here we see. Just Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Nobody else, nobody else might have known about the very thing that Joseph could have done. 
He could have just gone along with it. He could have just fallen to the pressure of this woman as, as she kept pressing him and pressing him. But he had enough integrity to say, I will not sin against my God. I will not break up this marriage. I will not come in and do something that would be wrong. I, I am going to, in fact, put set some guardrails in my life as this as this uh, continues to come my way, as this uh, temptation continues to come my way, we see, first of all, he's just telling her, nope, I'm not going to do it. Explains to her why it's wrong. She keeps pressing. Eventually it says that he, said, uh, he, he tries as much as possible to not be in the same place as she is at. And then eventually uh, it, it happens to where it's just the two of them that are there. And what does he do? He flees, he runs away as fast as he can. Why? Because Joseph was a man of integrity. And here's the thing. Just because you live a life of integrity does not mean that there won't still be times in your life where you go through the struggle and you go and, and we see that, um, that he is lied on, that he is lied about. Here by Potiphar's wife, and he is thrown into prison. But I want you to see what Scripture says about Joseph as he is there in prison. In Genesis 39, verse 21, it says, The Lord was with Joseph. He showed him mercy. He gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. See, when nobody else saw Joseph maintain, maintain his integrity, God saw it. Here's the thing. When nobody else sees you maintain your integrity, God sees it. I want you to know that. That God, he, he is watching and he will honor you every single time when you maintain a life of integrity. God will bless you. God will keep you. Even, even if you say, well, it sure doesn't seem like my circumstances are blessed by me living with integrity. But God, as long as you keep your integrity, God is blessing you. I promise you that. That there will be, in the end, a, a, it will work out for your good. It will work out for the better to live a life of integrity than it would if you were to give up your integrity. See, God saw it. And that was enough to save his life. That was enough that eventually, this is the path that God had him on. Because he eventually rose to be second in all of Egypt. He was the one who saved the nation of Egypt. He's the one who saved his family from starvation. Amen. We see, we see this, the importance of integrity in our lives. And integrity is, is something that every single one of us ought to uh, ought to have in our in our hearts as holy hearts they ought to be heart or we ought to have integrity in everything that we do let's turn to philippians chapter 2 look at the inward parts of man the inward areas of holiness in our life and this perhaps is is one of these things that you say, well, what does that have to do with holiness? Last week, I, I was talking about what holiness really is, and it's, it's reflecting who God is. That's what, that's what holiness really is. God, God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. He's saying, 
Let me, uh, I want you to, to reflect and to be a reflection of who I am. And so we see this pattern of, uh, that, that God laid out for us, this pattern of humility. And it tells us in Philippians chapter two, verse four, it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, But he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. And he being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. Jesus Christ humbled himself. He showed us this, this, uh, pattern of humility that not only was he, did he come into this world in a very humble way, born in a manger, on the backside of all of Jerusalem and in Bethlehem, this outskirt city of Jerusalem, is born there, this, this place wasn't even a home. It wasn't even a, a place fit for a child. But yet, here he is. And, and, and not only that, it's not the, it's not a household that you would, you would think that Jesus, that, that the God would come and, and enter. I mean, here's, you, you, I'm sure you've heard the, this, uh, somebody say before, I, I can't, I, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Right? Well, this is the one circumstance where God, he could choose his family. Jesus, he was able to choose what family he was born into. And it was the family of a young woman who had no, no kind of reputation in her, in her community. It was a, it was a, uh, just a, a man who was a carpenter. This wasn't a king. He chose his family. And he came being born to Mary and Joseph into their household. And, and that's how he entered into the world. He didn't then come and announce his ministry in this very, you know, grandiose kind of a way. He, he did it by, by meeting John the Baptist on the backside of the, the desert outside of um, or right out there by, by the Jordan River and, and he was baptized by him. He came and he, he, he started off with, with just 12 and, and we see the humility of this man. This man who, who would then give his life for us. Here's the thing about humility. Humility is not the same as low self-esteem. I, I want us to get confused about what God is, is calling us to, to have in our life. It's not about low self-esteem, not at all. Humility, it comes from seeing ourselves for who we are, understanding our need for Jesus Christ, rejecting any kind of pride that would be in us. See, it's not thinking less of ourselves, but rather it's thinking of ourselves less. That's what humility is all about. Thinking of myself less I want, God, I want less of me, more of you. Well, that's my prayer. God, less of me, 
more of you. Come on, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Come on, I want him to be glorified. I don't want me to be glorified. Come on, I don't need any of the attention. I don't need any of the accolades. God, I want you to get all the glory. Come on, we, let's, let's, be a, let's be a people of humility. Let's be a people that will lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that he can get the praise. He can get all the honor. Come on, for us to be holy, we must be humble. There is absolutely no room in God's church for pride or self-righteousness. When we come to church, we come humbly because God, He's not here to serve us. I'm here to serve Him. I'm here to serve those who He died for. I'm here. I come as a servant. That's what I've been called to do. Amen. So if we want to have holy hearts, then we have humble hearts. We live with humility. Our last area here is kind of encompasses a whole lot of things, but our attitudes and our thoughts. Our attitudes and our thoughts are reflected in holy hearts. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, as we're starting to come to a close here. It says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. This is starting to encompass a whole lot of things. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. See, holy hearts require for us to put away certain attitudes. Attitudes of anger, of bitterness, Attitudes of, of this trying to stir up trouble everywhere that you go. That's what clamor is, is all about. Speaking evil of, of other people, gossiping. When gossip, God hates gossip. He hates those who would go and just spread lies. God hates a, a lying tongue. God, God hates these things. God hates some of these attitudes that, that, that we can sometimes hold on to, and he's saying, get, get rid of this. Come on, you've been born again. If you've been born again, and you begin to pick up these old habits of who you used to be, he's saying, let's get washed clean. Let's be renewed. Let's have holy hearts today. Well, he's, he's calling us to put away certain attitudes. There's a, there's a uh, certain uh, level that, that God is, is calling us to rise to so that we would not reflect the world, but rather we would reflect who he is. Amen. We're, that's what holiness is all about is, is a, an inward change, an inward change in us that would reflect the holiness of God. And that he's saying, come on, put away these things, put away all of this stuff and let's be kind to one another. Let's be tenderhearted to each other. Let's, let's have forgiveness be the first thing that, that we would think about when somebody does us wrong. Not about getting revenge, not about getting back at them, wanting to slit their tires. Come on, port. Pour a bunch of stuff in their in their gas tank. That's that's not what I that's not what my first thought ought to be when somebody does me wrong. But now it's about let me let me go and and pray for that person. I know it's not. I know that seems like it might just be 
cliche to say, but the truth is that that's what God has called us to, to do. That's the attitude that God has called us to, is to pray for your enemy, to love them. Put away these old attitudes of the world and let's have new, let's have a new heart, a holy heart. Matthew 15. Matthew 15, 18 through 20. He's speaking here. She's a Pharisees and, and uh, they're having this conversation about, you know, what it is that truly defiles a person. And, and they were looking at some of their different dietary laws, but Jesus begins to correct their, their thinking about what would truly defile a man. It's not the things that you eat. It's not the pork and the, uh, know, these, these different, uh, animals that, that in, in the Old Testament God had said, don't eat these. Rather, he says, those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, where you're like, man, there's, that's a whole lot of things that seem like they're coming out of the heart. Murders, adultery, fornication, all, all these things that, that they start with an issue in the heart. Start with thoughts that need to be changed. If you've been, if you've been dealing with, uh, if you've been struggling with these issues that you see listed in, in some of these past couple of verses that we've, we've pulled up here about things that would reflect what the world or what you used to be like, and you've been dealing with them again, we, we need to have a refreshing, a renewing of our hearts today. God is calling us. Come on. Let's have a renewal of the hearts. Let's come to Him. Come on. Let's, let's come on. Let's come. I don't want to be defiled. I don't want to be somebody that when God, when I lift up hands, God would see defiled hands or dirty hands, but I want to lift up holy hands and holy hearts. Come on. That's what I want to lift up to God because that's what God is looking for in His people is a people with a holy heart. See, aligning our heart to pursue God. It shapes how we think. It shapes how we feel. And as we become aligned, our attitudes and our thoughts begin to reflect who Jesus is. As my heart becomes aligned with God, as I pursue Him, as you pursue God, well, that's what, that's what this, this, is, this journey is all about that we're on. It's about a pursuit of God. And I don't, know, I don't know where you're at today on your journey. Maybe you've been walking this road for a long time. I'm thankful for that today. But there's still some things sometimes that we've picked up along the way and our feet get a little bit dusty and we need to clean our feet off. and Our hands get a little bit dirty or maybe our tongue starts to slip and Say things that it shouldn't say. Repeating gossip that we shouldn't be repeating. And we need to remind ourselves every once in a while, God, let me get back to where I'm supposed to be. Maybe maybe you're just starting on this journey today. Maybe you're just starting on this process of of pursuing God and who God is. And I want to encourage you today. 
one, he can transform your heart. Those broken relationships that you've had in your life, they could be mended. They could be healed. That brokenness of what others have done to you, and you feel all this bitterness and anger towards them for the things that they have done, and, and probably rightfully so, you feel that way. But God wants to heal you from that bitterness. He wants to heal you from that anger. He wants to give you a holy heart. Not a heart that's, that's full of all this wickedness and pain and brokenness. God is calling you today to reflect who he is, which is love. God, help me to reflect you. Amen. Would you just lift up your hands all throughout this place here this morning? Well, this is such a such a, an important matter for us today is what's going on on the inside. Uh, there, there's, there's maybe somebody here today who's, who's been dealing with some issues of integrity. Now, when the lights go out and when nobody's around, they're a different person than they are when others are around. God, it's not about it's not about you removing every temptation from us, but it's about us living up, live, living with integrity in our, in our lives. God, let us have the strength. God, I pray for somebody here today to have the strength, Lord, to, to do what's right. Lord, I pray for somebody today, Lord, to have the fortitude in their, in their, their lives, God, to, to make up in their minds that from this day forward, I'm going to live a life of integrity. God, I'm going to make a commitment to pursue you, to follow you. God, for it's, it's, it's not about who the sin or who it's going to hurt. God, it's, 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 it's about, Lord, this is a sin against you. God, I don't want to let anything come in between me and you. Lord, heal us today. Lord, I pray that you would set us free from any of the bondage of our past. God, I pray that you would just take out the stony heart, the heathen heart, the old man. God, give us holy hearts today. God, you want to do great things in your people, Lord. But the first thing that you do is you begin to wash us, renew us. God, make me new. God, make me new. Lord, we love you so much. Hallelujah, Jesus. To worship you. To 